Welcome to Chinuch Today. I am your host, Rabbi Yerachmiel Garfield. Please join me as we highlight innovative ideas and inspiring people from the world of Chinuch. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chinuch Today. This is Yerachmiel Garfield. Sometimes you do a small chesed, try to help out someone, and it ends up paying you back and so much more. That's exactly what happened to me this past Shabbos. Uh, I'm on a listserv with uh, people all over the world, and one of the people who's part of it found out that I was from Houston, and they said, oh, you're from Houston. We have a team from Israel who's coming to participate in a robotics competition, and they can really use some help. So I said, sure, and I connected with the principal there and, you know, helped them get a safer Torah and kosher food and other things that they would need for their trip and got to know the group a little bit. And it was really cool. This is the uh, third highest ranked robotics team in in Israel, teenage robotics team, and they're Shomer Shabbos. And they're here for this international competition I didn't even know about. Uh, 50,000 students from all over the world. I believe there are 6,000 teams that are involved. It's a major, major endeavor and really interesting from an educational perspective how these kids are all like building these robots. And I got to know the the kids and the Manal is an amazing guy. And... You know, Baruch Hashem, it was nice to help them out, and I thought that was the end of it. Little do I know that this team had set out to do something so remarkable. It wasn't an accident. They knew from the very beginning, and you'll hear in this interview from 2019, when they started working on this five years ago, that the true goal was to make a major Kiddush Hashem, and they were able to do it this year right here in Houston, Texas. Uh, many of you have already heard the story, but this robotics team essentially made it to the finals, and the finals were on Saturday. So you build up through local competitions where you are, in their case, Israel. Then in the nation, in our situation in America, it would be like a state championship, a regional championship, and only those teams that are the cream of the crop make it all the way to the finals. And at this convention that takes place Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, they're basically ranking the teams, and teams are watching each other. And then when it comes to the final competition on on Saturday, I think it's the top eight teams, I'm not sure how they're selected, get to choose three other teams that will be with them in what's called an alliance, and they compete together. So basically the first three days you're showing off your skills so that one of the other teams will choose you. And this team, this Israeli team, was really excellent. And they, as you'll hear, won an award for design and, and function, and they really were a remarkable team. But they knew that they were going to have to walk away and not part- and not participate, even though they knew that they would also get selected should they be there. And it's a beautiful story of a group of young teenagers really making a statement and commitment to Hashem. And as you will hear, the reaction of the crowd of all these thousands, there are like 15,000 people there, you could get the video, um, stood up and applauded and showed covered, showed recognition of the respect for this group and their commitment to Torah and mitzvah. So when you talk about chinuch, when you talk about chinuch today, what are our objectives? You talk about robotics. You talk about innovation, right? Ultimately, the synthesis of all these values, of the value of working together, of teamwork, of hard work, of achievement, of what this team put in, energy. Earlier, they stayed up late at night for months developing this prototype of sophistication, and at the same time, at the center of it has always been Kiddush Shem Shemayim, has always been a core of Torah and Yerushalayim. 
And so what greater example of a chinuch, of chinuch today could there be than introducing you to this amazing team of young men. We also have an opportunity to hear from their chaperone, and the Manal joins us as well. It was a pleasure to meet them, and I am thrilled to share them with the greater world. You should learn about this special Kiddush Hashem. All right, welcome to another episode of Chinuch Today. We once again are doing something we've never done before. We have a team of robotic experts here from Israel. It's very exciting. We have the Trigon 5990 team that came from Israel to compete in the first robotics competition. And with me are three of the members of the team and one of the chaperones. We have Uri Shriki. Welcome, Uri. We have Nate Kovo. Hello. We have Ophir Baron and Kenny Green. Hello. Okay, welcome. So uh, three students and a chaperone. Got it. Before we get more into the competition, I want to know a little about your school. You're in a school called Amit Modian. And um, how many kids are in your school? Yeah, so the school isn't like a massive high school or something. There's kids from 7th to 12th grade in the school. Wow. And there's roughly, I think, 500, 600 uh, students in the entire school. Every single year it gets, uh, it gets bigger, but uh, in general, uh, that's around the number. Why did you choose to go to that school of all the schools? Actually, it's a funny story. I joined because I heard the robotics team was very Get good. Get out of here! <laughs> so did I. You also did? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you went for rules. And, and Kenny, you're a father of a previous father student. Of two kids. Who went through the school. school. And why did they choose the school? Why did the you choose the school for your children? He one because he had it was a good robotics team. Really? <laughs> but he was also in a, in a younger robotics team when he was younger, the Lego robotics team, which... In actually, Namit also happens to have a a younger robotics team, which which play with which do it in Lego instead of uh, you know, metal and uh, and systems. Got it. Are you the captain of the team? I believe. Yes. So, what does it mean to be the captain? It's a big responsibility of the team. My duty is to make sure that the team uh, keeps going smoothly. Our tasks are organized, and everybody knows what they're doing. And is there an adult on top of you? Uh, we do have mentors, but we have like a strict rule in our group uh, that the mentors are only guiding us. They're not really doing anything, like they're not touching the robot, they're not making anything. They're guiding us, they're helping us in the meetings, but all, all the work is done by the students. Is that a rule of FIRST Robotics or is that no, just you a, guys? No, it's us rule. So there could be other teams that have adults like telling them what to do, basically? Yes. Precisely. Now keep in mind, we are in Houston, the home of NASA. I see you're wearing a NASA shirt. So you could theoretically have rocket scientists telling their kids what to do. That's what's happening. That does uh, happen? Yeah. Many teams. Can you tell? Can you tell when there are like adult involvement? Um, I won't say anything bad about any teams (laughs) because in the end of the day, even when adults are involved, the kids know a lot and it's about increasing the knowledge of kids with science. That's like the whole entire point of this competition. But there are teams where, yes, you can see sometimes when like it's clear that there was some sort of adult and professional intervention when it came to building the robot. In America, in the public school system, based on where you live, you go to that local public school. Now they have charter schools, so if like they have certain public schools, either a charter or have specialties, so if you're interested in something, you could switch and go to that school. So Amit is a public school, but yet Amit is a nonprofit that raises a lot of money in America. So what is this, a public school, a private school, and how do you choose who gets to go there? So it's difficult, and I'm not like part of the you know organization of the meet and of the school, but I will say it's more like half private. It's a religious school for religious boys, and it is connected to a school for religious girls, which is a meet girls. They're separated, um, and it's public in the sense where if you live in Modin, you can go to the school no matter what. But it's geared towards religion, and so you daven in the morning and 
you um, take on a lot of religious classes. But it's not a yeshiva, and so um, there's a lot of extracurriculars, physics, science, chemistry, math, um, and robotics. also... Robotics. Robotics, right? We have a, a robotics lesson apart from the robotics team. Oh, really? Yeah, there's an actual robotics class where we can, like, you know, do finals and actually get a bagut in it, which is, like, you know, the type of grade that you get exactly. in the finals. Yes. Right. Um, and that's wow. uh, separate, but it's another thing that the school offers, extracurriculars that you can do in the school, even though it is, again, a religiously geared So this school. is known in Israel, at, for religious kids at least, for the robotics place. Um, if you want robotics, this is where to go? In Modin. In Modin. This is the only, this is the only school for Amit boys that has a robotics team in all of the Amit branch in Modin, in, and Israel. In, in Israel and in the world. And I understand there are other teams that came from Israel to this competition. Yes. So in Israel, there are roughly 70 teams. Wow. Uh, four of them in Modin, uh, we're one of them, uh, and uh, from the Israel district, uh, 12 teams qualified to the world championship. And how many of those were religious? It's Out of the 70 religious? in wow. Israel, there's uh, two more uh, religious groups. And did you, where did you rank in the 12? Are there, are there rankings? So we were ranked actually third place um, in the district championship in the the Israel district. We got to the finals and we, that's like as far as we got, but we actually made it to the finals and we we almost won actually. Amazing, good for you. And the top two teams, they Uh were here for this championship? Yeah, of course. And we probably know how they did. Did they fear well in the uh, major? They did, they did like really well. They didn't end up winning, um, but they gave it a great fight and they represented Israel. Wonderful. Uh, All right, good to know. And how did you get on the robotics team? So how did you get on? You came to this school because you wanted to be on the robotics so, team. What if you didn't get on the team? How um, did they decide who gets to first, be on the team? At first, so we have the small, the small team, like Kenny said, uh, the Lego team. And at first, you can join there. Uh, Everyone? That's for eighth graders. Actually, that one is harder because that FLL limits a team to 10 kids. After the, the small team, uh, you can get to, to ninth grade. And we accept everyone that wants to uh, come into the group at first. And then they go into whatever uh, team they want. There's mechanics, there's electrical, programming, and, and other, uh, like, communities. Yeah, so there are... Um, and managing roles, like mm. other specified things that are for the running of the team and not necessarily the building of the robot. Got it. So there are... Um, so there's room for everyone? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A- anyone who wants to join the team, they can join. So how many kids start the year on the team? So at first we start, th- this year we started around 40 students. N- naturally, some students don't uh, stay in the team, but we, we want as many kids as possible to like, experience this and be part of this. So naturally, we'll want them also to stay. Now, how do you become the captain? I started in the group in 10th grade uh, because um, when I was in 9th grade, uh, the group decided not to let ninth graders. Uh, they had their own, their own uh, decisions. How do you become the captain? You get elected? Or? Yeah, formally we get elected. There's like election for all the roles. Fear here, here the CAD lead. Nate is the mechanic lead and uh, captain. Uh, we get elected. And uh, so year. you're, are you a senior? This is yeah. your last year? I'm a senior. Do you know what you're doing next year? I'm currently checking yeshivas, but I still don't know which one. Okay. Yeah, and you guys are not in 12th grade, right? No. Yeah, we're in 11th. So you'll be, you'll be on the team next year, hopefully? Yeah. And, and will one of you be the senior captain? No. What? He says that with such confidence. Nate, why won't you be the captain? Well, it's, it's, it's not definitely obvious, <laughs> but we're, because it's our last, se- our last season and we want the team to survive and be as, as best like, as possible after we leave. We're going to let new people be the, the captain and wow. then they'll learn and be able to learn from us and yeah. how 
wow. what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, we should That's actually amazing. add to this that I mean, even That's though you've seen, you've seen us, you've only seen about 18 kids or so, right. there's actually another 19 kids from the ninth grade which aren't here because it was just too big to run right. a, uh, to Amazing. Amazing. Are there certain skills that you need to have to show that, to become one of the main people, like to stay on the team and to play a big role? Like, how do you decide who gets to step up and... It depends on how much you want to give from yourself of the team. So someone who decides to work hard and take a big part of the team, well, not only will people gravitate to listening to him and looking at him as a leader, even if he's not elected or something, he also learns more. I mean, all of us went in like ninth grade or 10th grade fresh, not knowing anything about this. I mean, I didn't know physics back then or any high level math. I was in ninth grade. And you just learn along the way and you know, you learn the ropes and I was there ninth and 10th and and now I'm in 11th and I'm in charge of like an entire team of like people that learn mechanics, you know, Amazing. along the way. We, we have actually a saying in Hebrew, which means that whoever comes and like learns shows and up. builds up and shows up will be like the one who actually does the things in the end and will wow. be better. Amazing. That's really special. And so let's talk a little about the, the year and the competition. So my understanding is they reveal to you like the, the nature of the competition at some point. It's like a big reveal. So basically, the, the season starts on the, the first uh, Saturday of January. Okay. Um, the, all the teams in the world, there are around, around 2,800, um, sit down and watch the kickoff. It's the big event, uh, live streamed on the internet, where the season is revealed and everyone gets the, the challenge itself. So like there, in previous years, we had to like shoot these balls or, or place cones on, on these poles and and do a lot of challenges. Yeah, cool. And then once they reveal it, everyone scrambles to yeah, exactly. master it. Yeah, so the, there's a strict rule, you can't build anything before the season for the season. Okay. Um, and everything that you do after that is geared towards the season. So basically once the season is released and you read the rules and you look at the game and you understand what you need to do, then you have, in Israel, you have around two months to your first competition where you, um, you need to build a robot. You need to build from scratch the robot, wheels, um, working subsystems that can do what you need, coding software, everything, and then go to the competition. In Israel, usually the time frame is shorter because we need to ship our robot all the way to Houston three weeks uh, to a month before. And so all of our competitions and our championship that decide who goes to the world competition in Houston all happen earlier. And so in Israel, it's even more like uh, packed when it comes to a time-wise because we have like, a month less of time to build the robot wow. compared to teams in like Canada and America. Which and is actually kind of ironic because the Israel district is ranked the hardest district. Yeah, so like... And it's running a month shorter. Yeah. 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 Hazak! Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that they've, like Israelis have learned to do. Like the, build, the way that Israelis build and make their robotics teams is special and fast and uh, different than any other international team. And just to add to that, we have an even further disadvantage because a lot of the other teams in Israel also take Saturday, Shabbat, to, uh, to work, work like the weekend to work on the robot. So That's a good point. We, I was going to ask, so you do this during school time or is it mostly yeah, after, after school? school? It's like a full, uh, like a elective? It's no. not like a elective because we're, we're a group. So uh, anyone can come whenever he wants to, depending on his role. We might need him more, so he will need to come more. But the hours work, they're after school, like from five uh, till whenever. 12, one, yeah, two, right. three. Whenever we finish, you know, right. like that. Wow. 
all 30, 40 guys together? No. So uh, obviously, in reality, not everyone's there every single day. And if, th if that was the case, then we wouldn't be able to get work done because we would be too packed. Right. And that's because, I mean, at every part of the season, not everyone needs to work. You don't need, like, you don't need software people working on the robot the first day of the competition because there's no robot to work on. So who's the and brains behind that? Who's saying who to come, when to come? Is that the captain? Okay, so it's the captain and the head of each uh, team. So I'm the head of the mechanics. He would be head of CAD, which is computer-assisted design, which is the programming and sketching of the robot before it's wow. uh, Created, brought to fruition. Yeah, manufactured. Before yeah. it's manufactured. And we are in Is there another head or just each? Yes. What else is there? There's head of software. There's head of electronics. There's... And there's head of um, public relations, media. yeah, community media, public relations. And there's a team for um, all the um, uh, money budgets. and budget and sponsors. Yeah. It's important team. Yeah, it, it definitely is important for our team. Got it. Yeah, so, so you have like six or seven heads. Yeah. And you guys plan out what's going to happen when. And mm -hmm. We have weekly meetings, uh, even two sometimes, where we plan what we're going to do in the next few days, weeks. And this is how we run our group. And Kenny, I'm curious about your sons who graduated this. Right. How did their participation in this influence the trajectory of their lives? Like, are they using it now? Did it influence them? I mean, it's influenced him throughout his life. Even from uh, when he started in, uh, before he went to high school, he was doing robotics. How, right now, I, it influenced his life. Right now, he's actually doing a Shanat Shayrut, which is a year of service. So he's, te he's actually teaching up in Beit Shahan. He's not actually doing anything robotics-based, but the fact... But first is actually more than just robotics. It's about building people and building personalities. And he's actually teaching kids and helping them develop, and not just in technology. He's helping them with maths. He's uh, you know, being a mentor to younger kids. And you saw that develop through his participation? This partly, yeah, partly developed through being part of a group and being part of a team. Amazing. And do you um, plan on using this in your resume? I don't know exactly what you need to get into college in Israel or yes. or jobs and things like that, but this is this like a of thing to have on so your resume? Basically, in Israel, after we finish high school, we usually have a, a year of, of service like Kenny's uh, son. Uh, but after that, we go to the army, and most of our alumni actually go to uh, special uh, places in the army, which actually came from what they learned in the robotics. So it awesome. could be the leadership or the technology itself. That's probably some of the most uh, important parts of the army, right? The using technology, leveraging technology to save lives and to protect Israel. Yeah. I'll say that, that most of the people that are in the behind the scenes in like places that you may have like Shmoni Matayim, for example, which is a very well-known uh, army uh, yeah. unit in the entire uh, world. Um, it's mainly built, up, built of people that are in robotics programs or other things that um, teach technology to children at a young age. And we're very happy that Manahel joined us, Lior Chikotai. And I just want to ask you, Rabbi, how has, you're the principal of this school that, that puts such a focus on robotics. Um, why do you, how did it happen that the school became the robotics school? Like, why? In the second year of the uh, school, uh, a number of kids decided they wanted to do this um, robotics uh, program and they actually found an old washing machine, took it apart and turned it into a uh, wow. functioning robot. And they came to the principal and asked if they could do it and you embraced yes, it? Yes, yes. Yeah. 
Did you see at that time the, what it would mean for the school and for the kids? בשנה הראשונה עדיין לא ראינו. לאן זה יכול ללכת. אבל אחרי שנתיים, אני חושב, זה כבר התחיל להיות משהו מאוד גדול. הם התחילו להביא כבר את הכלים ואת כל האמצעים. ורק בשנה הרביעית, כבר הם קיבלו סדנה גדולה עם כל הכלים, עם כל המחרטות וה-CNC וכל הדברים. And the uh, and in the first year or two, it's it's I'd say it grew. It was it uh, took some time. Yeah, it took some time. Already by the fourth year, it became uh, you know quite clear that this is becoming a much more serious And the school invested program. a lot of money in it. Yes. Where do you get the money from? Arishat Amit. The sort of the net the uh, the parent organization of Amit. And the Yad Modin. City of Maltiyim. And, and the parents. So, so the community at large appreciates it. They value it. Yeah. They see it. Listen, you guys have done an amazing thing. So let's talk about this uh, Shabbat situation, which is a very significant part of it, where you, I guess you knew going into it that... Uh, yeah. So explain, if you could, a little about the challenge of how Shabbat and this uh, competition don't go well together. Yeah, so um, as we know, uh, like Americans and, you know, people in general like the days weekend, yeah. you know, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, you know, it's like the easy days to do things. And because of that, for the past, like since the, the beginning of time, the finals have always been on Saturday. And uh, this is something that we knew before and we always knew. And the thing is, usually, the biggest problem for us is that it's also on Passover. And specifically on the seventh day of Passover. What, what's happened in most of the years is you have the seventh day of Passover and Shabbat, both in the competition, meaning that you can only compete for like one or like half a day. So it doesn't even make sense to fly out, even just to be there to experience it, even if we've qualified. And we've qualified before, and that's what happened, and we haven't gone. This year, we saw already a few years ago, because they uh, let out the, uh, the days of the competition many years beforehand, that it wasn't on Pesach. And so this year, we came at the beginning of the year with a big goal to get to Houston, to get to the championship. Uh, championship because we finally can actually compete for at least two days and, you know, give Trigon a name from an, in an international standpoint and not just play in Israel, but finally play on the big screen and yeah. be as good as we can. And so um, we, we did it. Like, uh, we worked really hard and we set the goal at the beginning of the year before the season started and we worked really hard before and during the season to, to uh, achieve our goal. And we ended up being ranked third in Israel, and um, we did pretty well in the, the two days that we were in the Houston competition, of course, not competing on Saturday. My understanding is there's 50,000 kids or participants. It's a so huge thing, There was right? 50,000 kids in the competition. There were 620 FRC teams there. We were one of them. And there was also the younger kids, uh, robotics the championships, yeah. and, you know, the Lego stuff, also there on the lower floors. So it was like the ma- it was a massive hub of technology for tons of little kids. And did you see teams from other countries? Like, of course. Uh, how about Arab countries? And um, is that awkward or Turkey? So we've met some teams from Turkey. Yeah, actually, during the competition, we need to work with other teams. Uh, how the um, like briefly how the game works is there's three team against three teams against three teams. So us and two more teams randomly picked each time from all our from all the teams. I need to play against other teams, so we co- coordinate our strategy together. So we like worked with teams from France, Italy. How do you communicate? English. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for all the world. <laughs> Our sign language. Uh, yeah. The U.S., uh, Turkey, uh, Japan. Wow. Yeah, from all the world. 
Uh, it was very fun. Yeah. It must be a really nice, uh, hopeful time for Shalom that all these people could get together focused yeah, on definitely. this. I will say that one of the most important things to first is uh, acceptance for everyone and equality. every equality and acceptance for everyone, no matter what they think and no matter what they feel and no matter who they are. And it's something that first really uh, swears by and something that's very important. So when you go to a competition, you put everything else aside and you're there for the competition and everyone supports everyone, you know? Beautiful. There's no, like, no arguments, no... Uh, and even, and even more than that. that, I mean, politics doesn't play any role. And it's like a Turkish, uh, somebody from the Turkish team could come to the Israeli team and borrow whatever they want and vice versa. And, you know, the fact that somebody might be uh, Arab, Israeli or anything or two countries that don't speak to each other actually doesn't, it's not inside that Beautiful. auditorium at all. The most amazing thing is actually in Israeli competitions, there are quite a few Arab teams as well that come from Arab villages across the Green Line and 100% Arab and they're obviously accepted as well and they're totally and then like you know again stereotypes and politics are put aside when it comes to competing and um, it's very nice to see it's uh, like so meaning even when you were in Israel and there were 70 teams yeah many of them many are, of them are Arab, Arab teams, teams that you interact with uh, and, and some be, of them are yeah, in an alliance together teams. wow yeah and That's a few teams are both Arab and uh, Jews and, and what language do you speak yeah. Uh, English. Some, some English the, in some, Israel. Some, some, of the team is, some of the team is English, some of the team is you can talk with them even. And how did you decide your strategy for when to tell so, the first people that you're going to be leaving the competition? Did they know that up front? Did you guys call so, them up and say, we're coming, but we're leaving? No, I mean, the people in charge of the Israeli sort of Mishlachat know that we're a religious team. And the truth is, it only would become relevant if, if we get far enough up to the competition that we're actually selected to be part of the alliance after the initial stages of the competition. So you didn't even know if it would be relevant? Because if you didn't make it when you were here, you wouldn't have had an opportunity even to play on Shabbos. It wouldn't have been... So, so you're saying you sort of left it... No, it, wasn't, it wasn't left. It was always something in our minds. Yeah. If you Actually, uh, it was a dream uh, from the beginning uh, when the team started. Like uh, from 2019, when we first qualified to the World Championship, there was always the dream that we will get there and like we'll give them a note to read on Chavez. And they'll tell, yeah, they're a Jewish mm -hmm. team. They can't be here. And uh, we always talk about it and like... Yeah, we should write a nice notes, send them. Maybe they they will move this competition to the middle of the week. Uh, but this year, uh, it finally happened. That's wonderful. So who wrote the note? Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was basically. Uh, I mean, that was uh, we we wrote the note together. We we had a text. When when did you write the note? Uh, we actually wrote it on the Thursday night. When, yeah. uh, together as a team. Uh, there well, was a few of us. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny, or the brand, and we obviously gave. Uh, corrections and wrote parts of it ourselves and what you did was you I guess told someone on Friday we're not going to be here and please read this note told the judges yeah and we said uh, we actually did uh, talk with teams that even if they don't want to choose us so judges will read the note uh, because the judges said that if we weren't chosen to an alliance for the finals then they wouldn't read the note because they didn't want to read it if it was if, if it, it was wasn't relevant. Right. Yeah. yeah, but you were chosen. So yeah. the thing is, we knew we wouldn't be chosen. We knew that we, if we competed, we would have been chosen 100. Our robot was is amazing, and we were fully confident in its abilities. But we left on Friday, and all the teams saw that we left on Friday, which means that we knew there was no chance that anyone would just choose choose a team that wasn't there because we weren't there. So to make sure, we we did request from a few teams that were 
going to be head of alliances to choose us so that our note would be read and that the goal that we wanted to achieve by coming to the competition oh. would be fulfilled. So who chose, who, what country ended up being the one to choose you in that way? America. So the U.S. Um, it was a team right in front of us. I, I went to them and talked to them actually. I explained to them that we're Jewish and that we're not going to be playing tomorrow and that we uh, want this note to be read and that we would greatly appreciate it if they could choose us and that's what they did and we really, really appreciate it. That's the whole theme, right? Yes, yeah, their mentor, the first thing, was like, yeah, sure, sounds fine, sounds great. It was amazing, I'm super thankful. That's really nice. So there's a room of thousands of people, let's describe the scene. Yeah. There's a room of thousands of people. Ten th tens of thousands. Tens of, of thousands of people, and it's uh, the finals, so to speak. And uh, they get up and they say this, that your team was chosen, but you're not there, and, and they read this note. So okay, if so you could read it for this us. This note be... um, was read by the, yeah, the MC uh, after we were picked. <clears throat> so it goes like this. Dear fellow teams, Trigon 5990 is a proud and dedicated group of young individuals from Israel who have worked tirelessly to participate in the first robotics competition. We come from a religious Jewish background, and our faith is, in, is an integral part of who we are. Saturdays hold a special significance in the Jewish faith. It is a time when we disconnect and focus on our spiritual well-being and our families, God, and our communities. Because of this, our team will not be, be present and competing during the remainder of the competition, and we encourage you to visit our pit to learn more. We would like to thank first for the opportunity to be here, and we congratulate all our peer teams who have made this event so inspiring for us. We wish all the teams the very best of luck in the competition. Thank you, Trigon5990. What a beautiful letter. I have to say, and the fact that you wrote it all as a team is uh, very touching, you know? Right after that, the whole crowd just stood up and like... Wow, and I understand you have a video of it, which we could post. Right. It won't yeah, come we'll, out so we'll well. You know. like, so when you guys found out about the reaction of the crowd, how did it make you feel? Like, it was stunning. We were just after the Havdalah. Uh, and like brought a computer, plugged it in the big screen. Uh, we all saw it together, and like I can't describe it with words, but the feeling was wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was an amazing thing to see. Like all these people appreciating, like they they'd never thought about Shabbat before and what it really means. I mean, maybe some of the Jewish people in, in the crowds have, but. Uh, but, but the fact that they all stood up and they appreciated that this team was standing up to its values. And even though we're, we're taking some form of, you know, losing something because we're leaving the competition, right. but our values are more important than robotics. And uh, at the end, I believe the guy said, the, the MC the said MC. something at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what he said? Can you tell us? Um, Thank you for reminding us. Uh, yeah, he, he said, he there said, are bigger that, things than the robotics. Yes, exactly. He said, thank you for reminding us that there, wow. there, there is, yeah. There's more to life than robotics. Unbelievable. And how do you feel when you hear this amazing thing? We are very proud of our, talent, of our, of our students. They've made a big Kiddush uh, Hashem. שיש תורה, יש מדע, וזה לא סותר אחד עם השני, ושאפשר להשקיע גם בתורת חיים וגם במצוינות, וזה הולך ביחד. וכשזה מגיע לכאלה מקומות, אז הערכים והמסורת הם לפני המדע והטכנולוגיה. So my principal is saying is that they as a school teach for Torah and for science, and that they try to teach that they both don't have to hurt the other, and that you can both learn and participate in both things. But when it comes down to the money time and to the time where you have to make the decision, 
the Torah and the uh, you know Eretz and the uh, values, the religious values, come above science and. Uh, Beautiful. And I think what's also amazing, when I look at your group, I see there's diversity. You know, I saw many of the guys davening in around the hotel. Not everyone is probably from the same religious background. There's a diversity of religious of course, observance. Yes. And the fact that you guys who are so diverse came together for this Kiddush Hashem is probably very powerful for a lot of you that may not live that way all the time. You know, it's like an amazing thing to be so committed yeah, to. Everyone accepted uh, what, like, the decision that was made and, and like, was happy with it. Yeah, you can imagine that in a team with forty kids, there are some kids that um, obviously would have liked it if, like, you know, for example, you found a way. going to run the yeah. like, for Shabbat or something like that. Honestly, also, like the fact that we didn't compete might have been like better for us as a team and as like a group of like for our religion and. For what it meant to us and how it inspired other people. In hindsight, any any doubts I had about competing and like you know asking someone else to do it, like they were totally erased once we saw the effect that we had by not competing. It was Beautiful. definitely the correct choice. Right. Yeah. Because uh, religious I, teams have, have uh, not religious but partially religious teams have competed in the past where maybe the less from kids will run the robot or they'll give the robot to somebody else. Right. The other teams have found solutions. That I don't think has anybody ever pulled out. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Wonderful. And what's the future like for your team? So you're going off to Yeshiva, Bezat yeah. Hashem. You two are going to stay on the team. After, so yeah, after the team. And after that, they go to Yeshiva. They also go to Yeshiva, but they have one more year by you, I understand. So after the, the season ends, we actually uh, hold a new election to, for the new mm -hmm. uh, lead leaders. And then we'll actually like, have meetings and How does the calendar look next year? Um, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. looking good. Era Pesach, we finish the competition just before Pesach. Oh, it's before means, Pesach, so you can get home for Pesach. Yeah, the the bigger problem is how do we convince the parents to come the week uh, the week that they should be cleaning for Pesach to come and run a robotics competition. Well, after so they hear about how amazing this year was, <laughs> it's going to be really special. Is there anything else you want to add about it that uh, we didn't cover that no you think is an important uh, yeah, thing to say? Yeah, one thing. Uh, there is a cherry cover. on top. Oh, there was even a cherry on top. There's a cherry on top. Uh, What's so, here? Yes, yeah, so hey. our, our robot. Um, there's something in the competition for awards for the robot and for the uh, programming and for many other things about the robot and the team in general, apart from winning the competition. And one of these things is uh, mechanical awards for the robot. And uh, throughout our competitions in Israel, every single one of our competitions, we've won an award for our robot. And we really, really wanted to win an award in the Houston. We good, worked really good. hard on the design and on the uh, the function of the robot. Yeah. And so, um, and we knew that that would be our big victory because we can't win and we can't compete on Saturday, but we can still win a prize. We can still win an award, and we ended up winning an award. We went, we won, we won the industrial design award, which uh, is an award that has is given to the robot that's best able to balance between functionality and aesthetics. Beautiful. And build a great robot that also looks great and works well. I mean, perfect. Yeah. And um, that was the cherry on top. It was amazing. I mean, to hear that, that was our victory, really. When did they announce that? So that was also announced on Saturday. And Actually, so you very, there. very funny, funny story. The time that it was announced, we were in the middle of Hallel and Rosh Chodesh. Yeah, we knew what time it was, the award was going to be announced, uh, between wow. 11 and 11.30. And we were davening then, uh, Shabbat Beautiful. morning. Beautiful. And we were, all, we were all like, none of us knew, and we were just inside, like we were just thinking, like, you know, in our hearts, like we had no idea, and it was... It was stressful and it was right. uh, exciting. And, and this award, you've got to remember that, you know, when we won this award in Israel, so your robot is the best robot in Israel. This is international on a world-class stage. You're competing with teams that NASA funds. Which uh, also uh, uh, like and, makes the point stronger of uh, 
a team with one of the best robots there that doesn't compete, like that's never heard of. Unbelievable. Rabbi, I want to tell you that I'm in Manahal, as you know, and if I was you, I'd be so proud of these young men. You've done a great job, that you support them, that you come, that they work together, and they uh, are proud of their Jewish heritage, and to make a statement like that, call a kavod, call a kavod to you. Lori, Nate, Ophir, Kenny, Rabbi, thank you so much for telling us about this. I think that you made a tremendous Kiddush Hashem here and beyond. And Bezat Hashem, B'Shanah Abay, you'll be back, we'll see you, we'll be prepared now. And uh, it will be in Yerushalayim, that's right. Thank you Thank you all. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now you could easily understand my opening when I talked about the small chesed I did, but the amazing experience that I received as a result of it, that I got to see this group up close and see this story unfold with these passionate teenagers who put hours of time into this project, flew across the world, and gave their heart and souls for the goal of making a Kiddush Hashem through this robotics competition. I hope you enjoyed this episode and an opportunity to connect yourself to this story and hear the Kiddush Hashem and think about the powerful Chinuch message that lies within it. Please share this with others. We are growing our podcast and everyone who shares our podcast makes a big difference, so please do that. Always appreciate those who rate us. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, or guest suggestions. We are always open to your communication at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. This is your Achmiel Garfield wishing you a wonderful day.